Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. G, America's home for college sports. Live from Jake and Joe's in Waltham, this is the Boston College Football Show presented by Bud Light. For the next hour, we'll have special guests and you can get caught up on Eagles football. The Boston College Football Show is presented by Bud Light, famous among friends. Also sponsored by Bletzer and Bletzer PC, developing long-standing relationships with the clients we serve since 1959. McGovern Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, driven by you. And by Village Bank, your village your bank now it's time to talk bc football with the head coach steve adazio here's the voice of the eagles john meter perel it was an impressive all-around performance for boston college on saturday against the chippewas of central michigan as the eagles improved to two and three with a 28 to 8 victory great to have you with us on a monday night from jake and joe's on the bcimg sports network Of course, we are in Waltham. This is a great place to come on down, watch Monday Night Football. Baseball playoffs coming up this week. Red Sox in Houston on Thursday. A good spot, great destination. Always great to see the coach, Steve Adazio. And, Steve, it was a terrific performance by your team. I love what you guys did on both sides of the ball and also on special teams. But first, tell us how you got it done overall. Well, I thought we played great defense. Uh, I thought we really, really had a terrific day on defense. I thought on offense we were able to get the run game going, which was really important to us given the fact that Anthony Brown didn't practice all week long. And uh, so we knew we had to do that. I thought special teams would keep getting better each week. I think we're really making a lot of improvement there. So I thought we improved. I think there's some areas, though, that we we need to get better at. Um, I'm not really happy right now with our chunk play-action game. Um, I think that that was something that we really felt great about in camp, and it's just – sort of something we got to get it's not anything bad it's just we can't it's either protection breakdown or a read breakdown but we got to get some consistency there and uh i think just overall consistency with some of the young guys that are playing right now in terms of it look it's it's kind of feast or famine it looks great and then all of a sudden you know which i guess is to be expected but yeah you you mentioned the chunk plays with scott mutrin after the game too your throw game Coming out of camp, you were very optimistic. Yep. Anthony Brown and the young receivers would come along. Week five now, we're two and three. What do you have to do to take the next step in that department? Well, I think, you know, we just got to keep working on it, uh, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, um, when we had some personnel shifts with injuries, it set us back a little bit there. And we've got to get just like everything else. It seems like each week we, we peck away at something – and kind of write that back up again. And the issue we say, and every week I come, I say it, is that we're doing that while we're playing some pretty talented football teams. You know, like here we come. We're going to get ready to play Virginia Tech. It's a very unforgiving team on defense, right? Right. It's one of the better defensive teams in the country. So you're trying to, you know, you're trying to, you know, uh, fix little areas here and there and things that surface here and there while you're playing these teams. Uh, last week gave us an opportunity to kind of 
vanilla out and just kind of work on the run game a little bit. We had that opportunity based on who we played. Now, you know, it's going to be a different scenario here. It is, and there's definitely a ferocious Hokies element to that defense. But Pete and I were remarking, too, how the offensive line was coming together. It seemed yeah. like from quarter one through quarter four on Saturday, there were, the holes were getting larger. Was that the case? Yeah, no, that was the case. I mean, I think, you know, I'm hoping this week we can get five guys to work together all week long. That's what I'm hoping for. Last week we didn't, and, and it, it was kind of herky-jerky in the beginning, and then it smoothed out a little bit, and then you could see it starting to take a bite a little bit, you know, and we kind of forced the issue, to tell you the truth. And, uh, you know, in an effort just to kind of get going. And I, we, wanted to get, we wanted to get John and AJ going. We did. We got all that going. Yep. This week we got to really, really uh, put a lot of time into this play-action game. You know, I'm really, it's really something that's on my mind right now that, I want, to, I want to get this ironed out a little better, more consistently. Well, coming into this ball game, I think that uh, there's no question they're going to. They have historically taken the approach they're going to load the box on you because you know BC wants to run us. We're going to take them out of that. We're going to force them to beat us throwing the ball. Um, but the play action component, you can really take advantage of that that approach yeah. from the, from their standpoint. I mean, it's hard. Like Clemson ran the ball for 90 yards against them. Okay, last week. That's it. I mean. You know, it wasn't like, you know, Clemson's one of the better offenses in the country. They've got an unbelievable quarterback, and they have a running quarterback. Running quarterbacks seem to give them more problems, like when we had Murphy. But, you know, they still ran for 90-something yards. Um, you know, this, this, this defense is for real. I mean, Clemson was for real. This one's for real. They're, they're really, really good defenses. When you take a team like Clemson can't run the ball for 100 yards, and you know that that, that defense is a run-stopping defense. Yep. And, uh, you know, they threw a couple of deep balls, Clemson, in matched-up coverage, and the guy came down with it. Yeah. And that amounted for, you know, I forgot what their total offensive output was, but it was shockingly low. It's what you Clemson know. does. They make yeah. big plays when you need it. Yeah. This this defense is uh, built to stop the run, and um, aggressively so. They struggle more with, uh, you know, wide-open teams that chuck it down the field quite a bit, really, to tell you the truth. Um, and uh, so we've got to take a good long look. The problem is, is when we're developing our team like we are, you really want to be – who you are and work on developing your football team. When you get a little out of bounds with that, that's when bad things happen. And you can, you know, you can, you can turn it into something not pretty, you know. So I'd rather try to, you know, work on the things that we need to work on. Um, you know, we feel good about this game this week. I mean, I'm going to tell you that too. I mean, we feel like we'll be able to do some things that will bother them. And uh, so – um, that's why uh, you know, I want to work on the play-action game, on the first and second down throw game, Have a good, try to have as good a mix. Although our formula, you know, we've beaten them two out of four years. And the way we've beaten them is, you know, quite frankly, to hang in there and wait for a couple of plays where they get out of their gaps and you hit them, play great defense, be good on special teams. And that kind of has been a good formula to beat them. Yep. So you got to be careful, too. You know, you don't want to get crazy. Well, you know, last year we tried to – I mean, do a couple things to really attack that defense. And, boy, did that fail miserably. Do you know what I mean? We got a little out of our comfort zone, yeah. and, and it just turned on us real quick. I, I don't want that to happen. I'm not going to do that, you know. So, When you get again, you match up against teams like Tech, like Clemson, like Louisville, you call it Florida State, teams where, there, where there's a uh, – uh, you've got to do something to compensate for maybe an advantage they may have athletically or – however you want to look at it. But where you've always seemed to have had success, in, even before your time, was your ability, BC's ability to make the thing a brawl instead of a track meet. Right. 
And, but right. this is a brawling type of defense. These guys want to get physical on you. So it's a strength mentality. It's a strength against strength. Against strength yeah. in my, so you, and it seemed like last week you got a little, you went, you went, what I got from being at practice, simplify and yeah. be explosive. Simplify, simplify. Last week we had too many guys that didn't practice last week too. So it had to be simple. I mean, the quarterback didn't <laughs> practice. I mean, so, I mean, well, you know. <laughs> So, you know, and, and, and we wanted to fix a couple, you know, not fix, that's a bad word, but, but iron out some of the kinks in the run game. And, and, and which, what, what are the kinks? The, the kinks are just some guys that haven't got a lot of playing experience in there, okay? And if you do too many things and you try to do too many things, it blows up on you a little bit is what ends up happening. But um, I think, you know, uh, we, had a, we had a mindset against Clemson. I'm not sure this mindset should be a whole ton different, you know. Um, Drag them into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Now we're home as opposed to on the road. That's a big boost. Don't make a bunch of mistakes. Don't turn it over. Don't do things that put you in harm's way. You know, you try to do too much with a young quarterback. All of a sudden, next thing you know, you got turnovers. Then you're going to be out of it. Well, making making Clemson earn everything. They want want to go over the top and light it up. You you, you didn't let them. Right. So um, the long field was helpful. You know, got a great effort out of Mike Knoll a couple of weeks ago. Got another great effort out of your special teams in general this week in terms of flipping the field, especially in the yeah. punt return game. Yep. These are all kind of these are all little things, glimmers of, of brilliance yep. that uh, put to, put together would would probably put you in pretty good position against these. Get guys. the ball in the hands of the guys that are making plays right now. The, our guys that we have that can make plays, put, get get the ball to them. Play great defense. I mean, they have a young quarterback too. I mean, let's just, let's go play some great. We've played some really fine uh, offensive teams. Uh, Notre Dame had one of the better offensive lines in the country. Uh, they're a total quarterback run outfit, which puts another added burden. Um, you know, Clemson was very similar, excellent offensive line, another really good tailbacks, really good quarterback who could do a lot with his arm and his feet. Even the kid from Northern Illinois was a really good with his feet. And so we've played some 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 pretty powerful fronts. I mean, we played Wake with a, uh, a fifth-year quarterback or a fourth-year whatever, last senior quarterback year, who, you know, they were they didn't really do much on offense. They were a just a couple draws. of QB runs, yeah. you know. Everyone's kind of in that little mode right now, you know. And so we've played some pretty talented teams, you know. And, and um, so, I mean, that part's not going to be shocking. Well, that leads me to a great question I get all the time. The fan base has seen a lot of success with QB runs. Why doesn't BC run their quarterback? <laughs> so I don't. I figured I'd ask you. I don't know. You know, it's a. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, it's funny. Like, right? I come from a quarterback run background, right? That was my whole stick. We were at Florida. That's what we did, right? We ran the dog out of the quarterback, you know, and then that's what we did with Murphy. Did we not? Oh yeah. Okay. Set a so yeah, we set a record. Yeah. So you know, um, but then it was well, we can't throw the ball. We're trying to develop a quarterback that can throw the ball a little bit. And we're trying to get the best of both worlds. He's a young guy. I think there'll come a day that we'll be able to expand Anthony's running capability. Right now, for him to handle that kind of run load and that kind of throw load, you know, we're trying to really get him better. at And, and he's injured right now on top of everything else. Okay? So, you know, uh, I'd like to see him run a little bit more conventionally on third down, pull it down and go, and we've talked about that. Um <laughs> You know, to say that there won't be a couple of possible QB runs in there, I mean, that could happen. But right now, what we don't need is another whack at that position right now. And then all of a sudden, you're really, you know, jumbled up, okay? So I think um, 
We know how to use the QB run game really well. Uh, here, here's the deal. I'll say this to you too, okay? I know we got to probably run to a break. You know, all these teams running the quarterbacks right now, that's great, right? You know, Florida State lost theirs, okay? Mm -hmm. And as you get deeper into the season, you run those risks right now, okay? I mean, I wish everybody nothing but great success. You don't wish anything on anybody, right? But the reality right. of it is you're going to start seeing some getting some of these guys knocked out of the game right now. Well, even you know? when even Anthony and I practicing last week, and then we pull it down to a nice run, and at the end, I'm kind of holding my breath. I go, okay, but is he going to get up? He did. That's what people say about Lamar Jackson. Is it going to come up to bite him? I know he's very talented. We're talking about the Heisman. He's player, super but. freaky athletic. Um, he's an ex he's really out, way out there. I mean, Clemson's running their guy. I mean, God forbid he got hurt. How about Notre Dame? I mean, Notre Dame's guy. But they, they, I don't know what they got behind that, okay? Yeah. So, but, you know, we – we talked about this here, I think. I'll tell you, I'll just give you a little feel for this. I want to, not that I want to beat this dead question to dead here, but I think at BC you're trying to get your tight ends incorporated. I think at BC you're trying to get your, your play-action game. I think you're looking for a quarterback who can throw it at BC. I think you're looking for a little bit of – one of the reasons A.J. Dillon was attracted to come here is because we had a pro-style run game, okay? Yep. I think those things all factor in. For us to go all-spread quarterback run – I've been in that offense, guys. I was one of the early guys in that thing. You need to have some freaks out there, too. You need, you know, it becomes a skill-skill game a little bit, all right? Yep. And I think we made a lot of hay here long before I got here on having some ability to have a little bit of a pro-style attack, okay? Now, to say you can't incorporate a couple of Q runs, you can. Is Anthony athletic enough to do it? Yes, he is. Um, E.J. Perry certainly is, okay? But, um, um, you know, we're trying to develop something big picture here right now too you know yep. i thought matt ryan you know he's an exception obviously right once a generation quarterback but i mean the ability to have a tailback run game throw the ball attract that kind of quarterback here i think big picture recruiting wise all those things i think that adds up for us for us to go get these super i mean murphy we were lucky to get right he was they were going a different direction of florida i recruit him i knew him he's from connecticut but to get those guys on a daily basis sometimes isn't as good a match either. You know, it sounds it sounds good. It's good fodder, but it's yeah. not, not 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 so much for the execution. The guys like Pete and I, when we look at Virginia Tech, we think of one guy who coordinates the whole thing, Bud Foster. Mm -hmm. And you hear broadcasters around the country say Bud Foster's a genius. Uh, Bud There's Foster. no geniuses. Okay. Yeah. Let's get that straight. Okay. There you go. Um, me. You know, See, I, I mean, told you. <laughs> you know, I, I heard all this stuff. You know, they had geniuses at LSU. They hired two geniuses. Okay. You know what? When you're at a place and your players are really good, and I've been there. I've been, been a part of this, all right? Been right. there, done it. I mean, you know, everybody's a genius when we had Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow graduated. All of a sudden, the genius titles went away. Um, you know, at Syracuse, we had Don McNabb. There were some geniuses. Don McNabb graduated. The genius title went away. Um, so when you got really good players, and, 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 and a lot of that is, is, is you know, you, you, you're developing, you're working, you, you, you want to get good players. Good players, you know, r really, really matter, okay? So sure. Here's the deal. Bud Foster is an outstanding coach. He's a proven commodity. He's been a really good defensive coordinator for his whole career, okay? He's a big pressure guy. Uh, means he's going to put himself in man coverage, okay? It's, through the years, it's been unbelievable, and at other times it hasn't been so unbelievable. Uh, depends on the quality of who they have. Right now they happen to have a very good talent level on defense, so he's on, he's on the higher end of that right now. But traditionally, he's one of the top coordinators uh, in the league, um, but, uh, you know, I, I just sometimes the genius titles get a little carried away for me.
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Oh, and I was no going to break. I was going to break. I was going to break it out tonight. I guess not. Okay. Yeah. Thank well, you. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, there are some doctors that are geniuses. Okay. There are some. There are some people solving exactly. cancer that are geniuses. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, football is not genius. You know, I mean, when you got some really good players, they do a lot of really good things. Well, I call them erasers. Okay, yeah. they're erasers. When you really watch the tape and you say, wow, look at this thing happen here right now. And, and it looks really great, right? And, like, I'm, I was watching Georgia play Notre Dame, give you an example, okay? And all of a sudden it was like I saw this back, this guy wide open and hold, boop, 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 boom, gone, 90, okay? It's a hell of a play, man. That's a great play right there. I mean, sign me up for that play, okay? This is not rocket science. But I think developing your guys, recruiting, developing your guys and putting them in the right situations for them to be successful. I think when we did with Andre Williams year one was right, right? What we did with Murphy year two was right, right? Those were called good decisions. Andre obviously had talent, but had he really had much done here at BC in his career? No. No, No, because he was a downhill gap runner, okay? And we happened to be lucky enough, good fortune enough, to put him in a scheme that matched his super talent, okay? Murph. Murph wasn't thriving where he was. He came up here and we put him in a – quarterback run option orientated offense and all of a sudden his his super talent came out yep. you know you're 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 in an effort to find the complete map like right now you know john and and, and aj those guys a, a, aj's a big back you want to find the right exact mix for him make no mistake about it he's going to make coaches really good coaches okay oh, yeah. as his career moves forward when he when you run 10 700 meter and you're 240 pounds as long as you put him in the things that give him a chance to do it best, right? Yes. You follow me? Oh, I'm following. Yeah. And then when people play man coverage and you got a quarterback that can throw that dart or you get a six-foot-four receiver that can snag it out of the air, looks pretty good. Oh, you've seen a little bit of that this year. Yeah, it looks pretty good. It looks real good. It doesn't yeah. hurt the cause, that's for sure. We're yeah. going to take a timeout. Coming back, we have some special guests from Jake and Joe's in Waltham on the BC Football Show with Steve Adazio. Back with more after this from Anheuser-Busch. Kaiser dropping back, throwing across the middle, tip, picked off by Simmons at the three. It gets tipped and picked off. The outstanding defense continues. Fifth turnover for BC of the night. Justin Simmons, his second interception of the game, and a flummox. Brian Kelly can't believe it. Welcome back to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. To talk more X's and O's with Coach Adazio, here again, John Meter-Perel. And welcome back to the BC Football Show. Great to have you with us after a BC win over Central Michigan. They gear up for Virginia Tech on Saturday night. Saturday night lights at the heights. 7.15 kickoff, 6.45 our pregame of the BC IMG Sports Network. Is your preparation any different for a night game? No, not at all. Um, it just gives you a little bit more time to... Get your body recovered after a long week of practice. Do you find yourself just waiting, watching the yeah, clock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. A, I think it's great atmosphere to play. Yeah. But I hate them, you know, because uh, so did I. You know, you, you uh, wait, you're waiting all day to all play, day. and then oh. when the game's over, you know, you're looking as a coach, you kind of like just trying to take a deep breath, maybe sit down, have a bite to eat, watch a couple games on TV, and relax a little bit. Nope. Next thing you know. You're in bed, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, and you're up in the office the next morning and feel like you never even got a chance to take a deep breath. Oh, my goodness. But the atmosphere is great, though. Yeah, it is, and it was great. The last highlight we just heard, that was at Fenway Park two years ago. Justin Simmons was a huge part of your defense, a playmaker for the Eagles. Now he's making plays in the NFL with the Denver Broncos. He's joining us on the phone line. Justin Simmons, good evening. How are you? 
Hello, Justin. Maybe not. Hi, how you doing, John? There you go. I can be, I'll stand in with Justin. <laughs> well, well, we do hook up with Justin. Uh, he was a guy that you could always rely upon. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. Justin's one of the great guys, you know, just a tremendous person, great player, great work ethic, all about the right stuff. Yeah, and Justin, are you with us now? Hello, Justin. All right, we have some technical issues. All right. Too bad, we're looking forward to talking. We had a yeah. big game yesterday. Yeah. Well, it picked yeah. off a pass for Denver. Well, timing's everything. You know, we get, to get pick off the pass so we can talk about it on the air tonight. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. hopefully we can reconnect. And it's just great to see every day. I was at Foxborough yesterday watching Luke Keekley. I was telling Pete before the game, I said to my kids, watch number 59. He's going to make every tackle. And you know what? Pretty much made every tackle. Did he? Oh, yeah. I it's didn't see the game. I mean. He, no, he, he literally has his instincts. Belichick was talking about him last week. It's all about instinct. It's all about diagnosing yeah. plays. Guys, you have this cerebral way about them and you've coached a lot of those guys yeah, yeah yeah i mean he he but he's freaky talent now i mean luke is another guy that, i mean you talk about unbelievable acceleration speed agility toughness and he has high uh, obviously football iq a lot like justin and uh you know justin's a high football iq guy but um i mean these guys uh i mean you, you he made every play i remember watching some tape when he was here he made oh, like every play insane you know yeah. staggering numbers cronin thought he broke his time but he's a wonderful person that's the as I, you know i appreciate more and more of these great players that are wonderful people and role models for our game and our sport right yep there's enough of those guys out there that are great players but maybe not so much on the role model category you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's part of that who, who you recruit here it's, we've had a, a, a long long line of those types of people yeah it makes it really uh really a lot of fun really enjoyable you know but doesn't from a recruiting standpoint you're always looking for i think every environment's probably different but around here it seems that you 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 place stock in that character component that that intangible character i think you have to i mean you know because you're you're you're, what you got to do is bring guys like like luke you know wasn't a super highly recruited guy and uh, he was a safety in high school and then became a linebacker. I think you're, bank, you're banking on the high character, work ethic, um, real desire to get a great education because otherwise it's not going to work out in recruiting for you, you know. Well, not here. Not here. Other places, it, yeah, not, not so quite much. as prevalent. Yeah. We're going we're to no. give it another shot here. Third time's a charm. Justin Simmons, you with us? Nothing. All right. No, Three pay. strikes and we're out. Well, Caught um, looking. What can I tell you? Hopefully that. we can re- reconnect with him at some other point. But yeah. the secondary, it's a good bridge here because your secondary, allowing just 154 yards a game, fewest yards allowed through the year since 1992. And they're coming around every week. Lucas Dennis tied for the nation lead with five interceptions. Should have six. Pete said he should have, should have had another one. i tell you what, just, just, just on that note, you know, Justin Simmons had a whole lot to do with helping with the development of that young Cam Moore, Isaac Yadam. Oh, yeah. right. I mean, he was terrific here in terms of being a mentor for all those guys. That room, you know, you talk about, you know, unit leaders, being the assistant coaches in their rooms are unit leaders. And that room is, 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 is guys were raised right in that room. And, and Anthony Campanelli's done a great job with them. And, but, but Justin had a great impact on that. And that's, that's, that's really important. It's one of those quiet things people don't probably understand or know how important that really is. And you got probably four guys that have NFL-type ability back there now, right? Yeah, I mean, I think those guys are talented guys, and, and hopefully they'll continue to grow and all have an opportunity and a shot, you know. But, uh, um, 
but I think, you know, Justin really, and John Johnson. Yeah. Justin yeah. took care of John. John took care of Cam and Ike, and so yeah. did Justin. And it's kind of a cool little deal right there going on. You know, it this is. is the right way. This is how you go about your business. This is how you handle yourself like a professional. This is how you attack preparation. This is how you handle your personal life, blah, blah, you know. Well, I noticed that in training camp, watching Isaac emerge as a, as a leader in that group with the young guys. I just, just his behavior... His presence in practice, the degree of crap he gave receivers. I mean, it was all really healthy, good stuff. And, it, and I could just see it being a galvanizing component for the young guys in terms of building confidence. No question. Yeah, no question. I mean, uh, it always helps when you have great leadership in a position group. You know, and uh, it, it goes a long, long way in the development of that group. I would, I would tell you that the offensive line here over the years, you know, um, had some great players and some great leaders, and it became kind of a real kind of a standard here and I think a lot of that had to do with the type of guys that that rolled through that you, that room yep. you know and, uh, and I, I've been a part of that myself the place I've been and uh, there's a lot to all that yeah no it's a big fraternity Steve Adazio on the BC football show as we move along here towards week six the state of the Eagles at the moment through five games what do you know about your team what do you mm -hmm. like to see improve here in the next four games what i know about our team is they love football they're tough they they they, they have a passion to get better they have a, a real great uh, belief in each other we're kind of a tight outfit you know um that's what i know about this football team uh i know that we took some shots really early uh, with, with some you know injuries that created you know at one point we were eight eight starters down and i think that really knocked us off our off our rail track early i don't know what to tell you you know, we, we lost a game we shouldn't have lost because of that. And, and quite frankly, maybe could have picked up another one of those last couple yeah. or last few. Um, but it is what it is. I, I, you know, that's life. Life deals you those curveballs. And I think our kids understand that. What we need to do right now is continue to improve so that we can, you know, go about our business and, 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 and pick it up towards the back end of our schedule here right now as we go through this, call it, second half. And, and, and you know, we didn't. We didn't have a nice graduated entry, you know what I mean? And uh, but we're we're good. We're attitudes good. We got to you know just really like really like our group of guys, you know. Like to pick up another win on Saturday night. Sounds like we might have some gremlins here. Is that Justin Simmons? Hello, Justin. Hey, can you guys hear me? We got you, man. Must be that mile high atmosphere. I don't know. <laughs> good. Good to have you with us, man. We've been talking about you here for the last five minutes or so, and thanks for joining us. Take us through what uh, life has been like for you with the Denver Broncos since leaving BC. Uh, it's been great, man. It's been great. Uh, being with the Broncos has uh, has been a tremendous opportunity and tremendous blessing. Um, you know, going from the top defense and in, in, you know in college when I was with BC. And transitioning to you know the top defense in the NFL has uh, has been nothing but a blessing. I've learned so much in my first year. Um, obviously, now going into my second year and still learning, you know, a tremendous amount of of football, what it means to be a pro, and how to take care of your body, and you know, all the little things that go that goes into it, you know, for making a long and, and, and healthy career. Justin, we're all proud of you, man. And uh, we were just talking here. I was saying how what a great impact you had on, on the young guys in this program, specifically uh, guys in that room, in the DB room. And, uh, you know, you taught them how to, be a, how to be a professional, how to go about your business, how to handle yourself. And, and, and it's having long-lasting effects with John John and now down to Ike and Cam. And you've really left a legacy and made an impact here. 
Yeah, thanks, Coach. I really appreciate it, man. I always uh, always try and keep up uh, with you guys on, on Saturdays. It's like the, the highlight of my day when I can walk into the facility and wear, you know, wear my BC stuff with pride. And so, um, you know, I obviously I've talked to you a bunch, and I really appreciate, you know, um, everything that you've done for me while I was there at BC and obviously continue to do now that I'm, that I'm away from the program. I really appreciate it. Well, you're one of the great guys and makes you – thrilled to be able to be a coach you know and watch you have success and grow and 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 i'm so happy for you you know and everybody is the guys on the team follow you i mean like there's no tomorrow and uh it's fun the whole thing's super fun man we're proud of you yeah i really appreciate it hey justin pete cronin here are you changing your tires or something (laughs) no we get a little we get a little feedback here i'm kidding you man anyway uh talk about the, the that that big jump from college football to professional football, especially in a position like yours, and maybe the uh, – you don't get any breaks, do you? No, you really don't get a break. It's, uh, you know, you go from – you go straight from college football to, you know, your bowl game, and you go from your bowl game straight to combine prep. And then once you go to combine prep, uh, you know – most seniors have a bowl, uh, like a senior bowl game that they go to, and that's shortly after, um, you know, your bowl game in college, and some go past that. So, you know, you have that that you have to prepare for, and then um, as soon as you're done with your senior bowl game, you go back to combine prep, and then you have to go to the combine if you were invited. And then after the combine, you have to do your pro day again, and constantly throughout that time, you know, you're meeting with, um, all 32 teams, you know, different coaches, different uh, different personnel from certain teams, and you know, you're just going over the X's and O's in football, and um, obviously they're trying to get to know you as a person to see if it's worth in- investing you into you know their organization and things like that. And so, um, it's really like a it's really like a 24/7 uh, bubble that you're living in from the time that you into your last, you know, collegiate football game to going into, you know, training camp at whatever respective team that you end up at in the NFL. So what do you do with your spare time? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> at that point in time, at that point in time, there was no spare time. And, you know, on top of that, I was trying to, you know, juggle, uh, you know, a wedding and, and all this and all this other stuff going on. But uh, it was a, it was a great it was a great point. It was a great time in my life, and although it was hectic, um, it was a it was a tremendous uh, tremendous blessing to be able to have you know those types of problems when you know obviously things could have been you know uh, a lot worse in that situation. Did you have a welcome to the NFL moment? What was the time for you when you said, "Man, here I am, and I got to deal with this now"? Was there a point? Was there a shocking moment that you, when you first started your career? Um, yeah, there might have been a few. I would say the most. Uh, the most eye-opening, like, welcome to the NFL moment probably would have been uh, the first the first game when we when we opened up against the Carolina Panthers last year, and obviously there was a lot of hype behind that game being the you know Super Bowl rematch, and uh, you know uh, there's a big there's big hype behind the the Panthers should have won that and that it, you know it was a fluke, and so uh, there's a lot of motivation going behind that game and. You know, just watching guys that, you know, I've seen just growing up and playing and, uh, you know, watching all my life, you know, guys like Cam Newton, you know, guys like Luke Keekley, 
And, uh, you know, just seeing them across the ball now and, you know, sharing the same field as them has, was, uh, was kind of just like, uh, yeah, welcome to the NFL, Mo, uh, welcome to the NFL. And obviously had that same, same kind of experience again when we played the Patriots later down the road against, uh, Tom Brady. So, um, it was definitely really good. How did your BC experience prepare you for the rigors of the NFL? Oh, man. Uh, BC prepared me, you know, way beyond what I thought, um, what I thought BC would prepare me, uh, for. So, and by that, I just mean like, you know, the, the great thing that I really appreciate while I was at Boston College was, uh, you know, Coach Dazio preaching how important special teams, uh, special teams was. And, um, you know, obviously, as a young guy, you know, you, you think you know it all, but you really just have to, you really just have to open up and be vulnerable and, and really take the coaching points that are being said from guys that have been there and been around and, you know, have coached and have coached guys that have made it on to go to the NFL. And so, um, that prepared me really well because if it wasn't for, you know, my special teams ability and being able to, um, play, play teams at a, at a high level and very efficiently, uh, there's no way I would have went and, in the third round and got drafted um, by the Broncos. I mean, that was part of the deal was, all right, this guy's going to be a, you know, a great backup for us if we need it, but also he's going to bring, you know, great reliability in our special teams and he'll be able to make plays for us um, all throughout the year at a consistent level. Well, you're certainly doing great things. Congratulations on a big win yesterday and a nice interception. Good luck this year. I know we're all rooting for you. You're a class act. Justin Simmons, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you guys again for having Thanks for being on the, on the radio, Justin. Take care. Best of luck. Thanks, Coach. Good luck to you guys as well. All, All right, luck. Justin, take care, man. Justin Simmons, former BC star safety here on the BC Football Show. Coming up, another special guest, the cast of thousands at Jake and Joe's in Waltham. After this, from our good friends at Anheuser-Busch. Single back, Hilleman, moving right to left. He gets the call up the left hash, puts the head down, spinning to the end zone, and he's in. Touchdown, Boston College. John Hilleman is the eagle in the end zone. The Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light, continues. Here again, John Meter Perel. Terrific day for John Hilleman. Career best three touchdowns for BC in their 28-8 win over Central Michigan. We'll get to him in a moment, but welcome back to the BC Football Show at Jake and Joe's in Waltham. This guy needs no introduction, but I'm going to give you one anyway because he's one of the greatest coaches in all of sports. Jerry York, as you, you know him, you love him. 23 seasons at BC, 566, 279, and 80, Jerry. That's a 65% winning percentage, multiple national championships. Every year you got wagons. BC Hockey is one of the best programs in the country. You're a huge part of that, and welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure to come out. I, I, you know, football is college football. Not that pros as much, but uh, college football is my first love. And I just, uh, I'd like to get AB to come over and help me after the season. You know, <laughs> or if not AB, maybe Luke, <laughs> because that defensive. I mean, he picks off passes. They'd be a terrific uh, defender for us. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have much where he can skate, yeah. though, Jerry. I mean, double, double, double. I bet he can, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've that's, learned. That's why we never asked you, learned. Peter. I've that's right. I, I, I can skate. Ankler. Yeah. I'm an ankler. You're yeah. an enforcer, but you couldn't stand up. Can you there. skate? Oh, yeah. Not well. <laughs> <laughs> I never learned how to never skate. Never learned how? No. I learned how, but I was off. I was a pond skater. Yeah. Like Leeson's Pond in Framingham. That's the ice. Well, we used to. See, we had this thing. You probably know this because you were on the ponds, too. 
we always learn that the toxins in the water always go to the bottom of the pond in the winter because of the cold. So we drank the water out of the pond. You know, get the back of the get the back that explains of the everything. Right? <laughs> it's just, that's exactly what I was. Now I got a good oh picture goodness. of this whole thing. Holy cow! Toxins in the water. Oh yeah, they oh, sink to the bottom. Go to the bottom in the winter. Yeah, yeah that, that that's uh, we, we weren't a whole thirsty. New world. We were well hydrated. Whole new world for us. But on the you know you got a couple days now before you're opening Friday night. <laughs> Seats still available at bceagles.com for those of you that want to go watch the Eagles play hockey. And Jerry, tell us about your team this year and what you're looking forward to. Well, first of all, it's going to be a great weekend. You know, uh, Quinnipiac comes in on Friday night for our opener. Good one. Hopefully Steve will bring his team over and watch a little bit of it. And then Saturday night with the move back to 7.15, yep. o'clock, all our team can go there. So, uh, you know, for an Eagles supporter, you know, hockey, Friday night, football, Saturday night, what else could you ask for? No, it's a great bookend. And you got 18 letter, winner, letter winners returning, but you told me off the air, no seniors, which is unique. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, we have a senior manager. All right. <laughs> and so uh, when you, you know, give out the roses to the families, the senior night, we're going to bring out a there you go. Chuck will come out. But uh, all three are in the National Hockey League, so it's, it's good for them. And it's, uh, but I'd love to get more like football where they stay longer. Because, you know, our freshman, you know, Hannafin, for example, was, was a pretty good impact as a freshman, but he's still 18. Yep. If you stay a couple of years, you can really get the, uh, you know, the force that he brings. So, uh, you know, Sanford, Tuck, and Hannafin all came in. We thought it was our best recruiting class in a long time, and they're all gone. So uh, pluses and minuses. Uh, but I like our club. I really do. We've had uh, uh, 13 practices as of this morning, uh, and we're really starting to get together. And a lot of uh, grit. Uh, you know, Casey Fitzgerald looks like he'll be a marquee player for us. Uh, Joe Wall is going to be a, that type of player. So I, I feel really good about our, our club. What is the secret, Jerry, to your leadership style? I know you talked a lot with Bill Belichick. I'm sure you talked a lot with Coach Adazio about it. What is Jerry York's leadership axiom? I think Steve showed it early when he talked about the geniuses. Uh, you know, when you get Johnny Gaudreau and Chris Kreider and these guys, hey, you're pretty, pretty special. But, uh, no, it's, it's good players. And, you know, I think uh, you put the leader, you have some good leaders one year, it kind of rubs off and the young kids watch it and they become better leaders. So, you know, I'm sure Justin Simmons, like we talked about, I listened to Steve talk about the impact he had on that dynamics of the locker room. Yep. And, you know, there's X's and O's and there's all kinds of game management, but that locker room is so important to the success of any, you know, college team for sure. And I think that we've had some terrific leaders that have learned from, you know, people like Ben Smith and, uh, you know, Ben Eves, and it's going to be passed down. So we, we really think that's a big, big part of our program. No, get back, getting back to that uh, kids staying in the program deal, I remember, and I, maybe this has changed, but when they get drafted, every kid seems to be drafted, which is which is kind of neat when they, when you think about it. Then they're in a position where they make a decision whether where they're going to play their hockey as young men. Right. And a lot of – I remember, like, Hockey East being in a great place as compared to alternatives to develop. But a lot of these kids aren't developing. They're just going right to the big show. Yeah, well, well, I think baseball has it perfect because we're the same draft, you know, uh, high school seniors drafted. You know, in baseball, either they sign with the Red Sox or, or you go to school for you know, a minimum of three years and then you're redrafted. Uh, now it puts pressure on the, the pros to sign that kid out of high school because they don't want to let them go back into the draft. But with us now, the draft of seniors in high school, they 
that will come in and watch them the freshman year, and, and they, they feel they have a need, you know, for a defenseman or a goaltender, or, you know, they're going to try to every, every effort to sign them. So the one and done is, you know, it's, it's happened to us twice now in the last three years, and, uh, you know, we're trying to get together with the NHL general managers. Figure it out. And, and try to make some type of uh, some type of rule that will benefit both sides because you can't play as an 18 year old in the National Hockey League. You just can't. And, but on the other hand, having kids go to go to a place like BC and convert quickly, one or two years out of college, I think that would be a heck of a calling card for a kid you're recruiting. Oh, it does. You know, but you're spinning players. You know, yeah. very quickly. Uh, but I, I think it's certainly a plus that we use all our, you know our pro players just like I'm sure Steve does with the uh, you know, number of players we have now. So Justin Simmons is going to help bring someone else to, to BC. But, uh, you know, it's it's up and down with that situation. I just stay a little long. Baseball, third year, that's great. Yeah, because that makes some rules to protect the kid, too, yeah. on that hand, and uh, build, allow them to mature a little bit more. I think you get your answer something, but pulling it off might be a little bit harder to do. Yeah, it is. And, uh, but I, I like, uh, like I said, John, I like what we have as a club. You know, we're kind of like pick, predicted fourth or fifth in the league, and I think we're better than that. But I kind of like that start, you know. Uh, and I think we're going to grow as a club and, and, and become a pretty good uh, significant factor in the race. Great seasons, pivot around great teams in particular, great goalkeeping. How was your, how was your keeper this year? Oh, excellent. Uh, Joseph Wall and, uh, you know, if you're going to have one best player, you know, Think of a goalie. <laughs> or, or a linebacker like yourself. <laughs> they can't skate? I'm not sure that it would go far. But I think that's, that's the, you know, it's a quarterback, I guess, in football. But mm-hmm. if you have the one guy, and he's our best it's player. the apex of the ice. You talk about the apex of a football field built from the back with your goalie, right? Yeah. And he's, he's unflappable. He's, he's an excellent player. And you know, we really think he's going to stay one more year now uh, through his junior year. I think goaltenders uh, and the way – Toronto Maple Leafs out right now. I think we're going to be safe for two years. That's great. That's great stuff. One of the best, Stephen. Oh, Dodger. yeah. He's, the coach is uh, unbelievable. You know, he's great. You know, it's, uh, we had a game, and we were going through a little rough patch. Coach and his team come by, and they wish our guys and our coaches the best of luck and see us off on the bus. And uh, it means a lot. It's really classy, and, and, and it just means a lot. You know, those little things are really important, and uh, our players really were moved by that whole thing. I appreciate it, Coach. And our kids love it, too, because, they're, they're, like I said, the big fans. And, for you know, to get on a bus to go to Clemson, we know how difficult that is and how hard that is. To, yeah. uh, but, you know, one of the kids said, hey, maybe we could do something. Oh, let's go out. Into the, uh, yeah. So we held back practice a little bit and came out. And, it meant a lot. Yeah, they, and they know all the kids from the dormitories. Sure. And, you know, that's one of the great things about BC is that, you know, they're not, uh, you know, a dorm just for hockey, a dorm just for basketball, a dorm for football. Right. They get to know each other. And I was surprised as the kids walked through the line going through security that how many new people and waved. And yeah. one of our guys was bummed, though, because his buddy would already – he wasn't going to miss the bus. He was on there early. And <laughs> where's he coming? Where's he? <laughs> off, he, off he went. So. Well, Jerry, we appreciate your time tonight. We know you're busy. It's going to be a great opener on Friday night against Quinnipiac. Good luck there. And best of luck this season. Bring home another national title. We need a new thing, like eagle in the end zone. We need something when we score a goal. I love uh, that. Eagle oh, in the end zone. How about a biscuit in the basket? <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice try, but you know, maybe that's, not. That's about like drinking the pond water, you know, the chemicals down low. Come on, man. Hey, you know, geez, biscuit some time. in the basket. Biscuit in the basket. Yeah. How about Trisket in the basket? What are you talking about, man? Put a little butter on that thing, we're good to go. <laughs> Peter, Coach. Peter. I'm leaving that one alone, Jerry.
I'm going to throw my lifeline. Oh, oh boy. Listen, thank you, Jerry. Great to see you. Good luck. Jerry, good York. to see you, Coach. One of the class care, acts. Man. BC Hockey coming your way on Friday night at Connie Form. Coming back, we'll get Coach's keys to the game after this from our friends at Anheuser-Busch. Morris now back to throw again. Picked off by Dennis at the 15 to the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. On his horse at midfield. 45 of Central Michigan to the 35, to the 30, and tackled at the 27. Lucas Dennis with his fifth interception of the season, second of the game. Welcome back to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. To talk more X's and O's with Coach Adazio, here again, John Meter Perel. So a showcase game for BC Saturday night at the Heights against perennial rival Virginia Tech. Time now for the keys to the game. Brought to you by the good folks at McGovern Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, now owned by BC alum Matt McGovern. They have a great selection of over 400 cars to choose from. 777 Washington Street in Newton or at McGovernJeep.com. Lucas Dennis in the secondary will be tested. Again, Coach Josh Jackson ranks second among FBS freshmen. Uh, with with passer rating, he's thrown for over 1,300 yards. What do you know about him? What do you have to do to stop? Well, he's very athletic, smart guy. Scott Leffler recruited him to Virginia Tech, knows him well. I mean, I think, you know, you got to contain him. you got to keep him in the pocket and force him in that pocket with pressure, um, you know, and, 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 and not let him out in some of these quarterback run type, type deals. So I think that's going to be critical. How do you streamline – your offense against their defense? What are the keys for your offense to be successful moving the ball? I mean, quite frankly, we're going to have to be able to throw the ball. I mean, I mean, you know, that's, I would say, however we throw it, whether it's a drop-back game, whether it's play-action game, whether we're moving the pocket, dropping in the pocket, we're going to have to be able to have some ability to throw the ball. Now, you can't give them the opportunity to come after you and change with momentum and sacks, so you've got to be smart with what you do. But we're going to have to throw the football much more efficiently to be able to have consistency moving the ball uh, against them. And special teams, we didn't talk about Mike Walker yet. I know Pete uh, gave him a game ball Saturday. We all did, 128 total yards, punt returning. Uh, maybe a little different scenario this week. But for him to have success, what do you have to do to keep it going? Well, I mean, you know, the, the unfortunate part is they got a kickoff guy that puts it in the end zone 95% of the time, so or maybe higher than that. So those will probably be few and far between. Uh, but on a punts, we'll be able to get him the ball on a punt and be able to get that thing uh, vertical. So we need to spring him loose there. I think that's going to be critically important. I was no, I was looking at uh, watch the Clemson game, and it seemed that what Clemson was, Clemson was able to do is when Tech threw the kitchen sink at them, they f- held up up front. There was always a free run somewhere, but they held up, and they were able to get the ball, get rid of the ball really quick, and they playing against man behind it and they found a lot of seemed like they found a lot of holes and, yeah. and, and i have to assume that's how you're going to try to approach it yeah i mean you got it you got to move the pocket and get the ball out you know you're not going to be able to stand back there and hold on to that football very long i think you know then then you're going to get yourself in trouble a little bit so we got to be able to uh you know do things out of uh on first and second down and uh you know, we can't get behind the chains in this game. If you get yourself in third and long, it, it could be a long afternoon or evening. It's going to be a fun night. Coach Adazio, we're looking forward to it. Congrats on a big win. Keep it going. Thanks. All right, John, appreciate Good it. Good to see you, Pete, Coach. Thanks, man. Very special thanks to our guests tonight, Justin Simmons of the Denver Broncos, Jerry York, Boston College Hockey, 
Special thanks to our producer, Steve Chachio, Clinton Cole back in the studio, Jason Baum from Boston College, Mike Wynn and Matt Murray of the management team as well. For Pete Cronin and the coach, Steve Adazio, I'm John Mita-Perel. We'll catch you again on Saturday night at the Heights, 645, our broadcast time, BC and Virginia Tech. Have a great week, everybody, and good night from Jake and Joe's and Waltham. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.